Welcome back to the show, you guys. Today, I am bringing you day two of Unlocking Wealth and the Flow of Money, a four-day free masterclass. And in today's training, I am diving into the crazy things that we do that keep us stuck in this struggle with money. And the ladies who were on live with me as I recorded this training said it was absolute fire and they were just soaking it up, couldn't believe the breakthroughs that were coming through. So I cannot wait for you to listen. And I know, I know that you have never heard someone talk about money in this way. So here we go. Day two of Unlocking Wealth and the Flow of Money. So welcome to day two of Unlocking Wealth and the Flow of Money, a four-day masterclass. And I was just telling a couple of the ladies that were on before I hit record that I am nervous, you guys. I get nervous. And I think... Sometimes we can make that mean something that it doesn't need to mean. To me, when I get nervous, it means I care. It means I want to show up. I want to deliver. It's important to me. And that is a great thing. And so, yes, even though I have been doing this, I do get nervous sometimes when I show up to do a training or deliver a message and it's just a part of the process. It's just a part of the process. So we have so much to cover today. So much to cover. And I am so excited. We're going to be talking about some of the crazy, crazy, crazy things that we do with money, that we believe about money, that keep us stuck in a perpetual cycle of struggle when it comes to money. So Before I dive in, let's see who is on. If you are on live, say hello. Hi, Karen. Where are you all joining from? So I am in northern Wisconsin, and it is unseasonably hot here. So it is 88 today and sunny. It is glorious out. And it just has me in the best mood ever. So I am just high on life right now. I am high on life. I am ready to deliver this to you. And again, everything builds on everything else. So day two, this is just another piece in the puzzle of money. And day three is going to be another piece in the puzzle. So for everything to fit together, you have to show up for every single day. And I'm so proud of you for showing up for today. Like I said, day one is the easiest day to show up for. So people who show up for day two, day three, day four, that are going to get all of the pieces and really have the things that they need to create the transformation that they desire to create. So give yourself a pat on the back for showing up for day two. I am so proud of you. Like I said, we're going to dive in today and we're going to be talking about some of the crazy things that we do with money, that we think about money, that keep us stuck in this bubble that I was talking about yesterday, this bubble of struggle with 
money. And if as I'm talking, something speaks to you, you have a breakthrough, you have an aha moment, please share that in the comments. If you have any questions, please share those. I will take a look uh, as we're going through the training for questions and I will be sure to answer those at the end. I know a couple of you shared some of the things you discovered from the day one homework. And thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to address a couple of those things as well at the end. And it's just gonna be a fantastic, fantastic day. Hi, Erin. Karen, California wine country. I actually was just in Napa Valley last weekend for Memorial Day. It was my sister-in-law's bachelorette. So I know exactly where you are. It was. Uh, it was glorious there. It was so fun. So, okay. First of all, uh, I cannot take full credit for what I am about to share to you. I believe we have to give credit where credit is due. And so while some of the, uh, or quite a few of the thought patterns that I'm going to share with you are things that I've experienced in my life, the animal, the animals that I'm going to tie them to, I actually learned from one of my mentors, Melanie Ann Layer. She is a phenomenal coach and mentor. She's an eight-figure earning coach, and she is an expert, 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 expert on money. And so when you hear me refer to animals within this training, I actually learned that part from her. But I think it's really interesting to tie behaviors that we see in ourselves back to animal behavior because that shows us that there are primal parts of our brain that kick in. So we have primal a primal part of our brain and we have the, the evolved parts of our brain. And so often, especially when it comes to money, we revert back to primal behaviors and we don't even realize it. So I think tying it into these animals that actually do these things as well makes it a lot easier for us to understand. So yesterday I mentioned that you don't know what you don't know. And we kind of dove into that topic. And this relates to the story of the flea. Yes, a flea. So if you didn't know, fleas are actually designed to jump three feet in the air. Three feet, fleas are very little. So three feet, a flea can potentially jump three feet in the air, which is incredible. What scientists have found though, is that if you put a flea into a container, that's only a foot high, what the flea will do is it will jump. It will jump with all its might because intrinsically it has the potential to jump three feet. So what it'll do is it'll jump as hard as it can. It'll jump just like it would if it were going to jump three feet. But what happens? It's in a one foot container. It hits the top and falls back down. And then it does it again. Jumps as if it could jump three feet and it slams up against the top of the container. And then it falls back down. It will do this for a while until it learns, it learns through repetition that in this container, it cannot jump higher than one foot. If it tries to jump higher, bam, hits the top of the container 
So what does it do? It alters its behavior and it starts not jumping as hard so that it doesn't hit the top of the container. It will jump only as high where it reaches just a little bit below the top. So it doesn't keep hitting itself. So it becomes trained to only jump that high. Now, what happens if you put another flea in the container with this first flea that now knows that it can only jump one foot? The other flea will try to jump three feet. Again, it's ingrained. It's just what a flea does. A flea naturally just jumps three feet. So you put another flea in the container with the first flea, and what that flea will do is it will try to jump three feet. Bam, hits the top of the container. It'll try to jump three feet again. Bam, hits the top of the container. It will see the other flea jump only one foot. And what they've seen is that that second flea will not jump as many times as the first flea did before it stops jumping as hard, before it stops jumping as high. So it learns the behavior faster because it's watching the first flea. Now, what happens if you have a bunch of fleas in this container and they make baby fleas? What they found is the baby fleas will actually not ever try to even jump three feet. Even though they're designed, fleas are designed naturally to jump three feet, the baby fleas only ever see the adult fleas jump one foot. So what do they do? They only jump one foot. It is ingrained in them basically from birth that they only jump one foot. So what do they come to believe? They come to believe that they can only jump one foot, even though if you took them out of the container, they could jump three feet potentially. So what happens then when you take these fleas out of the container? They only jump one foot, even though naturally they have the ability to jump three feet, they will only ever jump one foot because that was the behavior that they saw. Either they learned, if they're an adult flea, they learned this behavior through trial and error. They saw this behavior in another adult flea, or if they were born within the container, that's all they've ever known is that one foot. And so then when they're placed outside of that container where they could actually jump three feet, they don't. They don't jump three feet. So how does this relate to us as humans? This relates perfectly to the you don't know what you don't know. So as humans, money beliefs are passed down. Money beliefs are passed down from generation to generation to generation within lineages. I talked about this yesterday with the two bubbles. And what happens is we as humans have limitless potential, just like the flea has the ability within it to jump three feet. As humans, every single one of us has the potential to be insanely wealthy. We all have that potential. But what has happened is there are limiting beliefs around money that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation that you just learned from your parents who learned from their parents who learned from their parents along with experiences that have happened within your life that make you behave a certain way around money now does that mean you can't earn more money no 
Of course you can. You have limitless potential around money. But so often we don't even try. We don't just like the flea. We just think, well, because I've seen that so-and-so behaves this way and that's what I've learned, that's what's possible. Again, it's, it's the idea of what we see is the only thing that's real. We talked about it yesterday with the iceberg. We only see the top, but that doesn't mean that's the whole story. So we as humans will hold ourselves back. We have the potential. You have the potential to earn limitless amounts of money. But what do we do? We tell ourselves stories, but I can't, but I can't. Well, why can't you? Because I can't, but you can, you're a human. You have limitless potential, but I can't. Well, why not? Because that's what I was told. It's like the flea. You can jump three feet, but I can't. I can only jump one foot. No, you can because you're a flea and fleas can jump three feet but I can't, I can only jump one foot, but you can. I need you to understand that you can, you can. (laughs) Whatever desire you have around money, you have the ability to create that. You have the ability to create whatever you desire around money because that's our human potential. We are so freaking powerful. We are so evolved and so powerful, yet we hold ourselves back just because those behaviors were learned. And again, we we like comfort. We don't like change. We don't push ourselves. We don't step outside our comfort zones. We just think that because something is that way, that's the way that it's always going to be. And that's not the way that it's always going to be. You have the potential. You have the potential to live the life that you desire. You just have to understand that there's more out there. Just because you can't see it or you haven't experienced it yet doesn't mean that it's not a possibility. It is a possibility for you. So that's the first thing we do is we hold ourselves back because we can't see it. Because like the iceberg, we only see the little bit. We've only learned a small portion, but that does not mean that the potential isn't there, that that reality isn't a possibility for you. It is a possibility for you because people before you have done it, because you're human, because we are limitless. Okay, so the second one is the idea that we act based on past experiences even when we're different now. So this is the story of the elephant. So the way that they, the way that people actually train elephants within the circus, this is kind of brutal. So I'm sorry for this. Uh, When I heard this story, I was like, this is so sad. But what they do is when elephants are babies, elephants have incredible memories, like absolutely incredible memories. And when elephants are babies, what they do is they will tie a rope around the elephant's leg and they will tie the other end of the rope to a stake and they will drive that stake into the ground so that the baby elephant who isn't strong enough yet cannot pull the stake out. So what the baby elephant does, this is a way of training an elephant to stay attached to a stake, uh, is they'll tie the rope around the baby elephant's foot, they tie the other end to the stake, they, they plow, pound the stake into the ground, and what the elephant, the baby elephant does is it tries to break free. It tries. 
It tries to pull the stake out of the ground with all its might. It will try and it will try and it will try. Just like that first flea will try to jump three feet, but then it hits the top. So the baby elephant tries and tries and tries. Eventually, the baby elephant learns that it is not strong enough to pull out the stake. But then what happens? Then the baby elephant grows into a gigantic elephant that has immense power. However, the grown elephant that is a hundred times stronger than the baby elephant never tries to pull the stake out of the ground. It just stands there because elephants have amazing memories. And so what does it do? It remembers that when it was a baby, it tried to pull the stake out of the ground and it couldn't, it failed. It failed and it failed and it failed. So now as a grown elephant, it doesn't even try. How many times have you done this in your life? Because of something that happened years ago, you had a perceived failure. And I'll talk about perceived failures in a sec, but you had a perceived failure. Maybe you had one perceived failure. Maybe, maybe you had a second perceived failure. Maybe you had a second perceived failure. And you just decided that you weren't capable. However, now, years later, you're different. You are a different person. It's like the baby elephant growing into the adult elephant. You are different. You are stronger. You have more knowledge. You have more skills. Yet, you don't try because you think back to the past when you tried and you failed. And you let that past experience dictate what you do now. But you're not the same. You're not the same person. So it's this idea that because we tried in the past and we failed, if we try now, we're going to fail. But how do you know unless you try? Again, you're different. It's like the baby elephant and the grown elephant. If the grown elephant would just try, it would pull that stake out so easily. It is so strong. It would just pull that stake out so easily. It doesn't even try because it doesn't think that it can because it thinks back to when it failed as a baby. That's you not doing the things you need to do in order to create the reality you desire with money because you failed one time in the past or you failed twice in the past. But now you're different. You're different. You're stronger. You're better. You're more knowledgeable. So we can't assume that because we tried it one time and we failed, that when we try it now, we're going to fail, right? You can't assume that because you're different. So I want you to think about how many times in your life you've done this. You've tried something and you failed, and that dictates what you try to do now because you think back to when you failed, okay? So that's the second thing, the story of the elephant. The third thing is this idea that we need to hit rock bottom before we change. This, so many people do this. So many people do this. And it's this idea of boundaries. We do not create boundaries. We do not have boundaries within our life. And people do this in every area of their life. 
How many times have you waited until it got so bad in something that the only choice you had was to change? Basically, you had you hit rock bottom and you waited until you had to change. This is the story of the frog, you guys, the frog. So you've probably heard this story before. What happens if you throw a frog into boiling water? If you throw a frog into boiling hot water, the frog will jump out. Can't snap it. Immediately, the frog will jump out. We'll be like, whoa, it jumps out, too hot. But, so how do you cook a frog? Can't throw it in boiling water because it'll jump out. How you cook a frog is you put the frog into a cold pot of water and then you turn on the heat slowly. And what happens is the pot of water starts to heat up just a little bit. And the frog is like, hmm, this feels really nice. Now I'm not in cold water, I'm in like lukewarm water. This is glorious. Ooh, this is good. Then you heat it up a little more. If it's a little bit hotter, the frog's like, ooh, it's getting a little hotter, but you know, this is good. Like nice hot bath, this is great. Like, like at the spa, this is amazing, hot water. Heat it up a little bit more. The frog's like, ooh, getting a little hot in here, but I can handle it. I can handle it. It's getting a little hot in here. That's okay. And you heat it up a little more and a little more and a little more. And all of a sudden, bam, frog is dead. Frog never tries to jump out of the water because it doesn't have boundaries. You've slowly heated it up and heated up and heated up and heated up until it's dead. How often have you done this in your life? Not just with money. People do this all the time with money. We're gonna talk about money, but people do this with their health. People do this with their health all the time. People do not change. Most people do not change until they have to change, until the only choice is to change. But there have been warning signs all the way up to that point. There have been lots and lots and lots of warning signs, but they haven't become uncomfortable enough to decide to change. We do this as humans. We do this with money. It's like, hmm, probably spending more than I should. You know, that's okay. I don't really care. I'm good. Oh, yeah. You know, those people over there, they seem to have money figured out. And I'm really struggling, but eh, that's okay. Money's just... It's not meant for me. That's just okay. I'm good. I'm good. You have a point where you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're like, meh, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but you know what? It's fine. Money's evil. If I, if I focused on money, then I'm conceited and I'm, I'm a bad person and I'm materialistic and, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just not meant to have money. And then you have something default. And you're like, ugh, Whew. yeah, it's uncomfortable, but you know, it's okay. You know, yeah, there's this like course about money. I probably should like figure out my money situation, but no, I'm good. I'm good. And you just, there's all these warning signs 
but you don't do anything until bam, it's bad. It's really, really bad. That's how people end up declaring bankruptcy. That's how a lot of people get into these really, really bad money situations. It's not that the warning signs weren't there. They were there. It's that we as humans think that we don't need to change until we hit rock bottom. We are uncomfortable with change. We'd rather live in being incredibly uncomfortable than try to change, even though it takes the same amount of energy. And actually, I would argue it takes more energy to live in an uncomfortable state with money than it does to actually change your state around money. Because it's a constant worry and stress and anxiety And that takes a lot of energy, you guys. That takes up a lot of mental space, a lot of energy. It creates chemical reactions within our body that are not good for us. Yet we do it because we think the the alternative option is scarier somehow because We have to set boundaries. We have to learn to look at the signs and to move before we hit rock bottom, before we're the frog that's dead in the pot. We have to learn to see, oh, ooh, that's the universe telling me maybe I should look at that. Okay, I'm gonna look at that. Oh, it's getting a little hot in here. Okay, yep, that's the universe telling me This is something I need to focus on. This is something I need to figure out. But if you don't, the universe is just going to keep turning up the heat until you get it. (laughs) And a lot of times for most people, you got to turn up the heat until basically you're the frog that's dead in the water. However, if there weren't all those warning signs, like if something negative just happened, like something really bad, like let's talk about bankruptcy. If you just took someone who was like, okay with money and plop them in bankruptcy, they would be like plopping the frog in a boiling pot of hot water. They would jump out. They would be like, "Uh uh-uh, no way. Like, that's not going to be me. I'm not going to die there. But that's not usually how it happens. It's the continual, just gradual turning up of the comfort level of the uncomfort level until all of a sudden they're there and they're like, I don't know how I got here. How many times have you said that? People whose health deteriorates, I don't know how I got here. What do you mean you don't know how you got here? There were warning signs along the way, every step. And you just, you chose to ignore them because you didn't want to change, even though change is actually probably easier than continuing on the path that you're on. So how many times have you been the frog in the water where the heat is just getting turned up a little bit by a little bit by a little bit and you ignore it? The last one I want to talk about is the story of the ostrich. And this is the idea that we don't look at our money. So ostriches... (laughs) are incredibly fast, right? Like ostriches can run so fast. Yet what an ostrich actually does when danger is near, you would think if danger was near, what an ostrich would do is it would run. It would run as fast as it could in the other direction. That's not actually what ostriches do. What ostriches do 
is they, they stick their head in the sand. If I can't see it, it's not there. You're like, but they still can see you. Like you're an ostrich, like your head is little. You stick your head in the sand, your whole body's still there. Like predator can see you, you're still there. No, I'm not, I'm not here. I can't see it, head in the sand, can't see it. They don't run, they stick their head in the sand. Can't see it. I can't see it, it's not there. How many times do we do this with money? I don't wanna look at, I just, if I just don't look at it, it's not there. I don't get money, I don't understand money, like finances aren't my thing. I'm just not gonna look at it, just not gonna look at it. It's not there. I have had clients tell me that they do this. I'm like, how much, how much do you make in your business? Uh, I don't really know. What do you mean you don't know? That's the equivalent of sticking your head into the sand. I don't really know how much I'm bringing in every month. I don't really know how much is going out every month. I, I just, I don't really know. What do you mean you don't know? I just, I don't know. I just, I, I'd rather not look at it. I don't understand it. So if I just don't look at it, then I'm fine. If I don't look at it, it's not there. But it is there. So we ignore things. We ignore it because we're scared to look. But if we just looked, we could understand it. We could learn about it. We could make the changes we need to make before we hit rock bottom. But most people just stick their head in the sand like the ostrich instead of running. They just stick their head in the sand. If I can't see it, it's not there. It's just not there. I can't see it. I'm not focusing on it. So it's just, it's not there, but it's there. It's there. And if you would just run, if you would just look at it, you could make a smart decision about it. You could learn about it. You could put yourself in a different situation that's going to better serve you. But we don't, we get scared. And as women, we do this all the time all the time. And I'm going to dive more into this in the actual course, Wealthy Woman Mindset. But this is a century, centuries old pattern. I mean, for, for, for many centuries, women didn't work. We didn't earn money. We didn't work. How did it work? Men worked. Men took care of the money. Men ran the world. Women stayed home. So these are beliefs and patterns that have been ingrained in us for centuries that we're now breaking, that we now have to break in order to shift into a new reality. So it's not just your fault. However, it is our responsibility now to become better with money, to understand money, to not just say, oh, I'll just have my husband deal with that. My husband handles all the finances. Yeah, I don't really know how much is in our bank account. I don't really know how much is going out, how much is coming in. I don't really know what's going on with money in my business, but it's okay. It's okay. Because, you know, that's a guy thing. It's just a guy thing. It's not a guy thing. It's a girl thing now. It's a woman thing now. We have to take our heads out of the sand and we have to learn. 
We have to look at it. We have to become better. If we, if we want our reality with money to change, we have to become better with money. We have to learn the skills. We have to understand. We have to do the work. And it's work because for a long time, we didn't. We didn't interact with money as women. I had uh, one of my one-on-one clients, I did a training for her. Some of you were on it. And she asked me like, Lauren, where do limiting beliefs come from with women? And they come from a lot of places, but one of those places is within prophecies that have been self-fulfilling prophecies for centuries within our society around women and money. And one of the reasons I believe that women struggle so much with money is because for very, for a very, very, very long time, women didn't handle money. But now we are handling money. So we need to learn how to handle money. So I want you guys to think about which animal have you been like when it comes to money? Have you been like the flea? You've been like the elephant? You've been like the frog? Have you been like the ostrich? Maybe you see yourself in one. Maybe you see yourself in all of them. Maybe you see yourself in two of them. Where do you see yourself? What kind of behaviors do you recognize within these animals that you do, you do within your life or your business, specifically when when it comes to money? Because these are the things that we have to change in order to change our reality with money. So uh, one of uh, the women said that last night when she sat down and really thought about her beliefs around money, one of the things that she recognized was that she has this constant fear of money running out. And this is a really, really common fear. You guys, I had this fear. So this constant fear of money running out, what if, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? It's this, it's this constant focus on lack when it comes to money. And what I want you to understand is that so often we actually create the thing we desire not to create because that's what we focus on. I talked about it yesterday. What we focus on is what turns into our reality. What we, where, we, where, where focus goes, energy flows. What we focus on expands. Our thoughts, our beliefs create our reality. So if we're constantly thinking about the negative thing that's going to happen, guess what? We actually create that negative thing happening. So if we're constantly thinking about what if this happens? What if that happens? Worrying, worrying, worrying. What if the bad thing happens? We actually are making it more likely for the bad thing to happen. So our thoughts are just thoughts. They're just thoughts. And we get to decide whether we choose to agree with a thought or disagree with a thought. We decide what thoughts we entertain and what thoughts we don't. And so often we are conditioned to entertain the negative thought. Where does our brain go? It goes to the negative. Because way back when, our ancestors, they were constantly worried about their safety in the world that they lived in. We don't live in that world anymore. Most of us don't have to actually worry about our safety. But again, this is a primal 
behavior. This is a primal part of our brain that kicks in. We think of the negative. We think of the negative, the negative, the negative, the negative, the negative. So what we need to do is we actually need to train our brain to not go to the negative. We need to train our brain to go to the positive. And that is the work, you guys. So that is you recognizing the negative thought and then consciously using the conscious part of your evolved brain to say, no, that's not where I'm going. That's not what I'm choosing to focus on. Because again, it's just a choice, right? You can choose to entertain the negative just as much as you can choose to entertain the positive. And the only difference between entertaining the negative and entertaining the positive is you choosing which one you're going to think about. So yes, there's the opportunity always to go down that road of what if my husband loses my, his job? What if this happens? What if he gets laid off? What if this happens? What if an emergency comes up? What if, what if, what if, what if? You want to know a belief I had around money? A year ago, when I started working with my coach, one of the beliefs I had around money was every time I go to spend on myself, a big expense happens. So what happened? Every time I went to spend on myself, a big expense happened. I created that reality. I manifested that reality because that's what I believed. What we believe is what we see. So you have to start thinking something different. You have to start choosing to go to the positive. You have to train your brain to go to the positive. So now, instead of thinking, what if negative, 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 I think, what if positive, 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 positive? What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if, what if, what if? What if I succeed beyond my wildest dreams? What if I'm great at it? What if it turns out to change my life? What if so-and-so signs up? What if, you know, whatever. We, we always think, what if she doesn't sign up? What if she doesn't do this? What if the money doesn't come? What if? What if she does? What if it turns out better than you ever anticipated? What if? What if you get a raise? What if, you know, you bring in way more money than you thought you were going to this month? It's just a choice. It really is. It's just a choice of where you, you focus. It's a choice. So the reason I wanted you guys to tune into what you're thinking is because so many of the beliefs you have, all of the beliefs you have are just thoughts you've chosen to agree to over and over and over and over again. And that has created your current reality that you're living and your current reality with money. So how do you change that? You change your thoughts. You change what thoughts you choose to agree with and you change what thoughts and you start disagreeing with the thoughts that don't serve you. And it sounds you're like, it can't be that simple. Simple and easy are different things. It can be that simple. It is that simple. It's that simple. You choose differently. That doesn't mean it's easy. I just wrote a post about this on my Facebook page or on my Instagram. If you go read it, said my clients, my one-on-one clients, I give them most of the work I do with them is getting them to think differently. That's my job. I'm going to go into this. My job is to not to tell you what to do. This is why I can work with clients in 
so many different industries. I have clients in network marketing, clients who have retail locations. I have a client who's writing children's books and is in real estate. I have a client I'm talking to who is in insurance. I have a client who does social media marketing. I have a client who owns fitness studios. So how can I help all of them? Because it's not my job to tell you what to do or how to do it. That's within you. There are a million ways to get to the same destination. There are a million ways to make a million dollars. Million ways to make a million dollars. That's not my job. My job isn't to tell you what to do or how to do it. My job is to get you to think differently. My job is to get you to think differently so that you can be different, so that your state of being changes because thinking and your state of being are the two most powerful forms of transformation. What you do and how you do it, that's the outside. We talked about this yesterday. That's the behavior, people trying to change the behavior. That's trying to change from the outside in. We need to change from the inside out. So my job is to get you to think differently. Think differently about money. Examine your beliefs around money, your thoughts around money, the stories you're telling yourself around money, the rules you've created around money. If I can get you to look at those and to question those and to start thinking differently, your reality will change. Because what we believe is what we see. What we think is what we become. So money is just money. (laughs) And I might trigger you guys with this. This is probably the first time You've heard this. Money is just money. It is squeaky clean. Money is not actually tied to anything. Innately, money is just money. We created money. Humans created money. Way back when, people traded animals. They were like, I'll give you a cow for, you know, like when women got married, like it was. I'll give you this, my daughter, and you in return will give me like a cow and a donkey and all of these things. Like we, we traded things. There wasn't currency. There wasn't money. We created currency to simplify things. But at no point was currency supposed to be tied to anything. At some point, someone in a position of power tied money to certain things tied money to time. When you work this much time, you make this much money. Who decided that? Who decided that? Somebody decided that. That's not how it originally was. Someone in a position of power decided that. They linked those two things that are not innately linked. They linked them, money and time, money and work. If I Work harder and make more money. How many of you have that belief? I have to work harder to make more money. Work and money aren't actually linked. Money is just money. It's energy. It's not actually tied to anything. It's just money. It's neutral. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not tied to anything. It's just there. It's just money. We tie it to things. We tie it to things. We create meaning from it. 
So we say things like, I have to work more hours to make more money. I have to work harder to make more money. Oh, I messed that up so I can't make money. Oh, did that wrong so I can't make money. There is a reason I showed up today in my workout gear with a hat on and no makeup. Because how many times have you told yourself you have to be a certain way in order to make money? I have to have makeup on and the hair has to be perfect in order to get on my Instagram, in order to do the training, in order my pictures have to be perfect. I have to have this, I have to have that in order to, you know, in order to build my business. I have to. Who says? Who said so? I can show up in a hat with no makeup on in my workout clothes and make money. Why? Because I decided that I can. Because who says that I, that I can't? We have to start questioning these things. What are we tying money to? Because money, again, isn't innately tied to anything. It's separate from everything. Money is separate from time. Money is separate from work. Money is separate from worth. How many of you struggle with worthiness and money, feeling like you're not worthy of having money? That's a really big one. That's one that I, some of my clients struggle with. I'm not worthy of having money. Who said so? Like, when did you decide that you're not worthy of having money? You were born worthy. You just are worthy. You're worthy. Worthiness has nothing to do with money. We link them. We tie them together. So we create patterns. We create these patterns. But we can also decide to break the pattern. We can also decide not to link the things. So a very common limiting belief is I have to work harder to make more money. I have to work more hours. This is the hustle. I have to hustle. I have to grind. I have to give up this to make more money. If that were ultimately true, teachers would make a lot of money. Teachers work really hard. The teachers in my town work way more than I do, way more, way more hours. I work three days a week and I don't work eight hours those three days a week. I probably work four to six hours. And then the other two days I work an hour to two hours. I really try not to work on the weekends. And I make way more money than teachers do. My best months that I've had this year have been the months that I've done the least in terms of work. So if it's not ultimately true that you have to work harder to earn money, more money, then why is it true for you? It's true for you because you've linked them, but they don't have to be linked. Again, money is just money. It's not tied to anything. So we have to stop tying it to these things. We have to just learn that money is, it just is. It's like air. 
it's not like we're, we sit and think like, I'm not worthy of breathing air. We don't sit and think, am I worthy of breathing air? Am I worthy of having this breath? Most people, most people don't think that way. Money is just like air, right? It's everywhere. It's all around us. It's energy. Yet we think I'm not worthy of having money. Yes, you are. Worthiness actually doesn't have anything to do with money. You can decide to be worthy and you can decide to have money. You can decide to feel unworthy and decide to have money. You can decide to feel worthy and decide not to have money. They're not linked, okay? So we have to stop linking money to things that it doesn't need to be linked to. We have to stop creating negative patterns that we live into. We create the patterns and then we believe them and we live into them and they become our reality. So one thing you can do is you can start creating really awesome patterns around money. Like whenever I have fun, I earn more money. Whenever I have a blast in my business, the money flows. Whenever I relax, I earn money. Whenever I go on vacation, I earn money. Again, money is neutral. So we can link it to anything we want to link it to. So why not link it to a really positive thing and live into that pattern, right? Because someone way back when just decided that they were gonna link money to time, which time isn't even real. We'll get into that in the course. I don't wanna like make you guys think I'm totally wacko yet. Um, but someone just decided. So now we get to decide, what are we going to link money to? If money is just neutral and money just is, and it's not linked to anything else, what kind of patterns do we want to create around it? What kind of patterns do we want to live into around it? What kind of patterns serve us when it comes to money? I have a belief that every time I invest in myself, more money flows to me. Every time I invest in myself, more money flows. I have a belief that every time that I release money, I'm creating space for more money to flow to me. So the money comes back to me plus some. The money comes back to me plus some. These are patterns I have worked on creating over the last year. And again, I will tell you, I had to create the pattern first before I saw it in my reality. It's not like it happened and then I believed it. I had to believe it first and then I saw it start to happen. So you decide how things go down. You decide. We are the narrator of our story. So I was listening to a training uh, from yesterday with Melanie Layer and Amanda Francis, two of my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, money mindset mentors. And M Melanie said, you will play out the movie you expect to see in the end. You will always play out the movie you expect to see in the end. So if you expect something to happen, if you believe something's going to happen, you will play it out. You will create that. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will create it because your thoughts and beliefs create your reality. So last thing, 
so often we put money on a pedestal and we think that um, when we have money, we're going to be a certain way. Like when I have money, then I'm going to live in my dream house and I'm going to buy all these beautiful things and I'm never going to worry about this and I'm going to feel this way and this way and this way. And we put it on a pedestal. We make it very different from where we are now, right? Like, like the vision is very, very, very different from where we are now. My money situation over the last year has completely changed, completely. So I shared this in a training, but last April, and I don't know if these numbers sound big to you or small to you. These are just my reality and my numbers. So last April, I looked back and in April of 2020, between my between all of our bank accounts, my husband and I had about $15,000 in savings or within our bank accounts. And this year, as of like now, I have a hair right here. It's bugging me. As of like now, when I originally did this, it was in April, but now we'll just go by now. This year, as of now, I have, we have over $100,000 within our bank accounts. And I can tell you that didn't come from us saving more and spending less. We are paying off our mortgage. We are investing. We are maxing out our retirement. We're maxing out our kids' kids' college savings. It didn't come from holding on to money. But I can tell you that sitting here now versus a year ago, my life isn't that much different. (laughs) Our money is different, but me, I'm I'm not that different. My beliefs around money are different. The things I'm doing in my business are different, but my life in general, I still live in the same house, still do a lot of the same things. I'm, I'm the same person. I wear mostly the same clothes. I've bought myself a couple of nice things because I desire to, but like, I'm not that different. So we've got to stop putting money on a pedestal and thinking we're going to like, our lives are going to be totally different than they are now. What if your life and you were pretty much the same? You just had more money. That was the only thing that was different. You just had more money. Then you're taking it off a pedestal and it doesn't feel so far away. It's like, I'm already there. Like I already, I'm me. I'm the same. I'm already there. There are a couple of things I need to work on, but like there's not all of these things that need to happen. Like that lifestyle isn't totally different. It's not way out there. It's not on a pedestal. It's close. It's close. The only thing that's different is that there's money. I'm pretty much the same. That's a really powerful thing to think about. So the last thing I want to ask you is, do you you believe you can make a million dollars? And I'm going to leave this with you because we're going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow. We're going to talk about time. But I want you to think about this. Do you really believe, do you truly believe you could make a million dollars? I'm just going to leave it at that. Do you believe you can make a million dollars? So 
Before I get to questions and reading comments, your homework for today. Again, like I said, my job isn't to tell you what to do or how to do it. My job is to get you to think differently. So I want you to go back and think about the different animals and the different animal behaviors. And I want you to, to think about the ones you resonate with the most. What animal do you see yourself in the most? Is it one of them? Is it two of them? Is it all of them? What behaviors, animalistic primal behaviors, have you adapted around money? And then I want you to think about this idea of money is just money. It's just money. And what patterns, what patterns have you created around money? What have you tied money to? Have you tied it to time? Have you tied it to working more? Have you tied it to showing up perfectly on Instagram? Have you tied it to having a beautiful Instagram feed? Have you tied, like, what are, have you tied money to? Because again, we decide what it's tied to because innately it's separate. It's separate from everything. Have you tied it to worthiness? And then the last one is, do you believe you can make a million dollars? Do you truly believe you can make a million dollars? Oh, and one more. I want you to think about a time when you focus on something and looking back, you can see that your focus on that thing is actually what created that thing, is what made that thing your reality. Because this is actually our entire lives. Whatever we focus on is what we create. But sometimes it's helpful to think of certain situations where you're like, oh my gosh, I can see how like I was worried about that and then all of a sudden that happened. Or like my situation where I had the belief that whenever I would go to spend on myself, a big expense would come up. And then, you know, I'm talking to my coach and I'm like, guess what? I went to, you know, do the homework you gave me to do of spending money on me and bam, $600 bill from my car. And she was like, Lauren, you created that. You had the belief, you created it. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're right, I did create it, I created it, okay. So I want you to think about that. So is this resonating, you guys? Oh my gosh, so many comments and I don't even think I can see them all. Okay, Judy, you are amazing, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, I've been a stay-at-home mom and feel my next step is working creating a business is going to add to my worthiness and my feeling linking that to money. Thanks for making me aware of changing my thoughts. Great. Awesome. Erin, I totally link money and worth. So many people, so many people link money to worth. So many people. So I want you to do some work around that because like I said, they're not, they're not linked. Um, okay. There's a lot of comments and I can't see them all because my, um, Facebook is being weird because technology is just great. Uh, so I will go through the comments. And if you guys have any questions, be sure to post them in here. Thank you, uh, Carla, for asking me to post the homework. I totally forgot to do that yesterday. So I did post a little post of the day one homework. I'll make sure to get the day two homework up here right now. And I challenge you guys again to show up for day three. So Day three is tomorrow. And this one, again, is going to be huge. This is just, this is a really, tomorrow is a really, really big piece of the puzzle. And you don't want to miss it. 
So show up for day three. Tomorrow, the training is at 1 p.m. Central instead of 12 p.m. My kids are home with me, so I have to wait for nap time. <laughs> um, so show up for tomorrow and it's going to be so good. And I'm so excited and I'm so proud of you. And I hope this spoke to you and I hope you're getting so much out of this. And my cup is full. I'm loving, loving, loving the interaction. I'm loving teaching you guys these concepts. And I really just hope your brain is like, okay, okay. Like I've never thought about money this way. I've never seen it this way. I've got work to do. So that is my hope. And I will see you all tomorrow. I hope you have a great afternoon. If you listen to that training and you are sitting here like mind blown, holy smokes, I had no idea that there was this side to money. And you're like, I get it. I understand, or I'm starting to understand why I've been struggling for so long and you are ready. You are ready to transform your relationship with money. You feel like there's never enough money in your life to have what you desire. You have a fear of money running out no matter how much is in your bank account. You always are focusing on not enough. You think you have to restrict your money in order to save. You worry about debt. You wonder if this is how it's always going to be. You desperately want to create more money in your life, but you don't know how. You don't feel like you can trust money. You don't feel supported by money. Or you're struggling to break through to that next level of earning in your business or your career. If any of those things speak to you and you are ready to remove the blocks and limiting beliefs around money and how money works for you and experience more money flowing into your life, you're ready to open yourself up to new ways of money coming to you, you're ready to feel safe and secure with your money, you're ready to get intimate with your money, you're ready to feel empowered in your financial situation. You're ready to completely transform your relationship with money from one of fear, lack, and distrust to one of love, gratitude, and full trust, then the Wealthy Woman Mindset course is for you. I am so excited to be offering this to you. This is a five-module course that's going to be taught live starting the week of June 21st. For all of the details, all you have to do is scroll down to the show notes, click the link, it'll take you to the sales page. You can see what this course is all about, see the different payment options, and if you have any questions, any questions at all, just shoot me an email at laurenffrancois at gmail.com. That's also listed in the show notes, and I will be happy to answer your questions, walk you through anything that you're wondering about, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to help you create a completely different and more supportive and empowering relationship with money in your life.